Hey lovers, this is Bexy, the Wild Moon Sessions founder and creator. If you are enjoying the, the Nourish Your Soul podcast, please head over to the Patreon page and make a donation. You can either subscribe to the Nourish Your Soul podcast community for £6 a month, or you can make a donation of your choice and support this podcast. Part of the donations will be going to projects all over the world and this is an idea of creating a holistic community via beautiful conversation and connection all over the world so this has a big impact and I appreciate you. You can also support me by clicking subscribe below and by pressing the like button and helping others find these videos and these beautiful conversations and nourishing conversations. Thank you so much for your support in advance I hope you love the next episode. Sending so much love to you. Hello and welcome to this Wild Moon Sessions podcast, Conversations to Nourish Your Soul. I am Bexy, I am your host, and today I'm really, really called to talk to you about death um, and the life-death life cycle and seeing death as a part of life. I actually, well, my maternal grandmother actually said to me a long time ago, probably when I was a teenager, death is a part of life, Rebecca. And this is something that I feel as though I've been learning, integrating and knowing for such a long time and I've experienced death in many ways and I am experiencing death right now and there are so many lessons within it and I really wanted to acknowledge them and hope that that helps other people acknowledge it within their process and within their life too. Um, honestly, I'm not going to be pausing on losing a person in the physical sense. So a person leaving this planet in the physical death sense. Um, I'm actually going to, because that is incredibly personal and could be a podcast for every single person on this planet. It's an incredibly personal process and um, would take so much time to acknowledge. However, I am going to be talking about death as a cyclical pattern that appears in our life and actually it being the natural process of things, the natural process of every life form, every being. And as I say this, you can see that my Christmas cacti behind me is actually flowering and these flowers don't last for very long. And I always, this always reminds me of like the, the fragility of things when they, flower and fall and flower and fall and they're still always growing even when they let go of their flowers and they shed their flowers and I think that's such a profound reflection of everything that is within us too. Another reason why I really wanted to talk about death is that I personally feel and see that there are lots of different relationships to it. You know, the, the amazing um, 
Halloween ceremony in Mexico, the Day of the Dead. That's incredible because it's about celebrating all those who have passed. And it's, uh, it, I mean, it's just, it's incredible. That's like celebrating death as a passage of, of life. For me, death is in, in our Western culture, we don't always acknowledge the different forms of death beyond physical. And with that in mind, I really wanted to talk about death and change being the same thing, they are synonymous. And death is change, change is death. So anything that we experience that changes within us, within our surroundings, within our relationships, um, that is all a little and a small death of kinds and and that's important to acknowledge and this is where these processes cycles of life and patterns actually allow us to experience things in different ways once we acknowledge them and I do want to actually share a book with you which acknowledges this um, and that's women who run with the wolves if you don't already have it I really recommend this book I'm going to do a separate podcast on this actual book but it talks about the petty mort which is obviously mini death and it talks about it as a as a sort of on a timeline you would have multiples of these it's not just they are they are parts of your life which have changed and transformed and that actually acknowledging that little death is a really powerful thing because again you get to uh, see it as the transformation that it is um and how you have changed and what has changed you um so I would really recommend this book but the just the notion of petty more is really really important um and it's something that I feel as I talk through this I'm going to constantly come back to um having a relationship with death um in a really healthy and actually sometimes empowering way it can be a very empowering thing. So I did want to talk about death and change, as I've said, and really death can be change, but usually it's most impactful to us when it's to do with our existence, to do with our identity, to do with our ego, to do with the formula of life that we've created for ourselves which keeps us in our social, personal and societal functioning. And I wanted to share this in this moment specifically, because obviously post-global post pandemic, when everything's opening up, um, there are lots of people acknowledging that the previous ways didn't work and actually jumping back into those ways is not what they want to do and they want to change and it's this is a death of kinds because actually as a global society we've experienced something that's that's been very profound and it takes a lot of um emotional processing however it's more that when you come back to meet that usual reality, you realize the death that you might have been through, or you realize what doesn't fit, what doesn't fit the jigsaw piece puzzle that is your life. And that is natural. That is really, really, really natural. And I just want to acknowledge anybody who feels that because 
um actually there's been a lot of psychological um psychological acknowledgement that you know when people are coming back out into society after being in a state of hibernation for a long period like um the pandemic it can actually overstimulate our nervous system it can overstimulate us psychologically because we are used to having less stimulation and all of a sudden it's overstimulated um, in comparison and actually that can lead to burnout so I feel like this is really really important to acknowledge because we also have to accept um, the change in us the change as we move forward and the death that we feel in relation to the old in re relation to the previous in relation to ourselves um, and like I say I want to desensitize this word because actually it's an incredibly powerful thing um, and obviously people associate it with a lot of pain and that's but and, and a lot of feeling and I am you know that's absolutely valid that's completely valid and it's incredibly powerful um, in the sense that when you see this pattern you can really really um, sit with yourself in a different way so death can look and feel very different to everybody but I just wanted to go through and acknowledge a couple of things that I actually feel is the the process of death that I've been through most of all um that not necessarily physical it's the other parts of life that have transformed and changed and died um with relation to growing up you know um and before I begin this also comes back to when we when we are actually born some people or there are some trains of thought that believe that that is a mini death because you're going from a womb where you are completely held you are completely provided for you are that you are sustained it's a place of ultimate sustenance and when you are born that is seen as a mini death because you are coming out into a world where you have to learn to breathe cry communicate express you have to learn to survive or you have to learn to thrive as well and you have to learn how to be yeah so you have to learn how to feed and eat and all of the other things so that is seen as a mini death and that is at the beginning of our lives so I do want to just present an idea to you that as you grow up there might be things that as a child you felt like oh this feels strange you know it's change and I'm not sure how I like it and you might have consulted you, you might have shared that with your brother your sister your family your grandparents whoever was your caregiver and they might have said oh that's okay it's normal it's okay it's normal and in that sense you might not have thought about that so it might be going to school you might not have wanted to go to school you um, it might be you know you growing up and changing friendship groups it might be you going uh, to different schools than your friends it might be realizing you don't want to do that hobby anymore or you don't want to 
dance with that crew anymore you want to try a different style or you you know it might be that you've grown up and into a career path that is incredibly different to all of your friends and you're all dispersing across the globe and across the uh, the country going and doing different things and celebrating your uniqueness all of these things are mini deaths and they are change and they help you grow they absolutely help you grow and sometimes we don't acknowledge those because as we grow up we see these celebrations the 16th the 18th the 21st even the 30th you know any anywhere through to that age people are celebrating you know oh wow wow you're growing up you're growing up life is great life is great life is great all this change is fantastic and people you know that that isn't associated with death however everything that is change is a mini death um and with that being said you know um you might have achieved something huge that you absolutely wanted to achieve and you've had this huge peak experience in your life and then afterwards everything feels so empty you know it might be graduating it might be I don't know climbing a mountain it might be doing uh, 30 days of silence you know like the, there's so many things that you might have dreamed and dreamt up and they were a peak experience for you and now they're not there um so it you know there's lots of different versions of it but these are all classed as you know growing experiences and <laughs> growing change death they're all the same thing they're all the mini deaths help you grow they help you transform and move into a different part of yourself and this is something that I just want to um, allow you to ruminate on as we explore more so for me I think the the next categories that I talk about you know just just feel it feel into it and, and, and think about whether you have experienced this and you might have done and this might really really resonate with you so it might be a death of a friendship or a relationship of any kind. It might be a death of a career or aspirations or a childhood dream. Everybody talks about, I remember being in school, you know, like, what do you want to become when you're older? And everybody talks about, you know, oh, I want to become a fireman or a footballer or a you know, basketballer. I really wanted to be a marine biologist and I got to school in my secondary school and I realized, ah, oh, I just feel like I'm going to have to be really good at science to do this. And obviously I, I actually just really wanted to, to, to be, have a creative career. And that was a mini death for me because I realized I wouldn't be able to go and uh, basically swim with marine animals every day and have that as my career. Um, so it you know the real it's realization and that was a that's a mini death um death of one's own familiar identity um or ego so if you have related to yourself in a certain way or seen yourself in a certain way and all of a sudden those curtains drop the masks drop and you realize truly who you are and what you need that can be um that can really be a quite a death because you realize exactly who you are and that maybe there were mas masks that you did wear and you're 
a bit tired of wearing them and you're taking them off and, and really unveiling who you truly are. And that can be associated as well with a spiritual awakening or an awakening of kinds, but really it's an awakening to yourself because we are spiritual inherently. Um, death of how others relate to you and their perceptions. This is a huge one. This is a freedom. This is such a freeing death because actually when you realize that people perceive you in the way that they perceive you and that has nothing to do with you, it really allows you to go, oh, well, then I'm, it's not about how they relate to me. It's just about my core being. And I am, I just am, you know, I, I don't need to function in certain ways to be approved of, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, another one, death of feeling safe or safety. So you might have had a traumatic event in your life and that's, that's, valid all of these are valid um you might feel less safe in certain places or you might just feel less safe within yourself that's a death um so the next one growing up life and people changing so growing apart from friends you know that again that goes back to the death of friendship and relationship it all is just a transformation because you change, therefore everybody else changes and therefore everything flows with that change. Um, change, so becoming a parent or an, or an adult and growing up generally, um, that, can be, that can be really hard. I remember uh, being on my own in on a different continent to where I was born. So I was living in the States and I remember thinking, oh my God, I'm like fully responsible for myself. And it was kind of a, oh, like I'm now responsible for doing life admin, for taking care of myself. And this was when I've had my first proper job and I felt like I was able to do that. And all of a sudden it was kind of, it was a different relationship. And I'd realized, oh, I've hit adulthood. Like, this is it, like I'm here. And I think there was a, there's definitely a mini death and a change in yourself when you do get there and adulthood looks very different to everybody but there are different stages to it where things just click in and that was a moment for me I, I felt wow okay you're right yeah this is this is it <laughs> um for better for worse you know that was that was a feeling to feel changing or moving your home so moving to a different country obviously I've done that moving homes you know this this massively links to the Nicole Lepera book um and she talks about the homeostatic impulse which is the psychology of keeping you safe and then there's the allostatic change and the allostatic change is taking what keeps you safe and changing it so they always say the most stressful um parts of your life is when you're moving home you know you're you know, that's one of the biggest things that you can, you can do and it's stressful. <laughs> Let's just keep it there for now. Um, that's, that's huge because you're changing your entire environment. So when you think if you look around a room, look to all four corners of your room and it's a familiar environment, your whole body relaxes. Um, these, are, these are things to consider, but moving and familiarizing yourself with a new way of being that's a death of kinds because 
you might have attached memories to a certain place. You might have attached memories to a certain home. You might have attached memories to um, feelings of freedom to a certain place. And often when you move homes, some people might not feel this. They might love moving homes constantly. Um, but often when we change our living environment, that is the challenge. It's a challenge to, you know, everybody probably feels like they can't quite relax on the first night they're getting used to being there it is a process and that is a death of kinds it definitely is um beyond that death of beliefs and concepts so this might be something that you like I was baptized a catholic and raised as a catholic and I now don't identify as a catholic at all um and you know understanding the my my relationship to that and the limiting side of it for myself um that was a death for me you know um concepts it you know it, it might be beyond that but essentially it's like maybe it's a collective belief that you've had with somebody um, that can be really really important so whether it's friends whether it's uh family you know all of these things are really really important and when you realize that that's either not happening or it's not true for you, or it's not healthy for you, that's a death, that's hard. And we'll go into that a little bit more. Um, so death of old dreams or childhood desires. So that's, again, that's the childhood dreaming. You know, we all want to have that dream. Um, death of being relevant. So as I'm moving into these, we're talking more about the social aspect of our existence and actually the social aspect of us surviving so our brain knows that when we are social we are more likely to survive and with that said we um inherently want to be part of a social have social standing and be part of a social group um so if you've gone through an ego death and you don't have identity with any of this, you'll understand what I'm going to say, because ultimately, when you step away from that social identity, you realize that you don't need to identify with anything. And actually, that social identity is there to help people connect. Um, and you can choose to, you can absolutely choose to, but actually being able to and being able to and stepping back from a social identity is incredibly challenging because it activates you know it's it's a bit like feeling safe you want to feel safe and you want to feel um held and community is all about that but it doesn't you know if you have a particular identity that's attached to it and you say for example you know in the simplest form um, you used to go out drinking and partying when I was 17 I used to go drinking and partying with my friends and all of a sudden I wasn't going to drink and that changed my entire relationship with the entire social scene that I was part of and how I functioned in that social scene as well and this actually happened when I was 18 I stopped drinking for a year and a half um, under advice and I I mean I used to just eat sweets and sugar and give myself a sugar rush but it changes your relationship with it it makes you it gives you a different um 
a different perspective and often people can be part of social scenes and all of a sudden they think this is just isn't working for me anymore and I don't I'm not enjoying it or you feel a physical aversion to something or you know you might have like a social interaction which is challenging and that makes you feel I'm not sure that this is right for me anymore um that's incredibly challenging and it's natural for you to feel that challenge and that is a version of allostatic change as well um, because it 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 challenges us to function in a different way and find safety in a different way beyond that the um so that really really covers being a, like the idea of a social outcast i don't want to say that in a social outcast i don't i think that's a concept really because when we're holding ourselves we don't need to feel like an outcast um but if you do choose something other than the status quo or you realize that you are inherently different to your family for example i mean i'm i'm a great example of that um you realize that it's there's a there's a massive death and there's a, there's a grief process with it and when you do choose something that's different to other people um or not accepted or you know like not generally accepted this is where it can it can really trigger that um not feeling safe or it makes you feel unsure like you've just if you if to give you an analogy if you feel as though you know the different parts of yourself are anchored in different places right and the more that you lift up an anchor the more that you're untethered so it can make you feel a bit wobbly and a bit unsure, but that's okay. Um, that's a really, really natural feeling. Um, and I just want to say I'm right there with you because that's something that I've been experiencing recently and something that I know to be a pattern when you go through these experiences. Because I'm, you know, I, I understand this pattern of death because of the amount of times I've been through it. So I just want to really, really authentically share that, that it's a natural feeling to feel a bit wobbly um in those moments um so again if we if we move on death of passive visit passivity what do i mean by that if you live a passive life and you just kind of like accept everything as normal and healthy and and all of those things um you it that's not necessarily saying you are passive it just means that if you know it, essentially you've just kind of like accepted everything into your sphere without considering whether it's good or bad for you you know good or bad but for you good or bad um it might mean that you know what do I mean by death of that it might mean that you realize actually I'm not sure that this is good for me and it's you standing up and being able to express what's right for you um so it's it's not just accepting what you're told it's having like an active relationship with what is right for you um and with that death of agreeability you know um everybody goes through this i feel like when they go through their teenage years there's a definite um move and progress from having to agree um or agreeing you know with your with your caregivers or for whatever whatever situation you have with your friends etc cetera, etc cetera. um and then all of a sudden you realize oh no no my opinion matters and 
I actually am going to express something different, which is valuable to me. And this is often where we can find that actually this is important for me to be heard and I feel differently. And this is where we can express what that feels like. So that can also lead to like, you know, personal rebellion because you want to be heard and um, a rebellious spirit. Um, that's it. Again, that's a different podcast, but it is, you know, like the being able to really, really just express what you need and express your opinion and be heard that is that you know you you're moving from a place of um or you might be moving from a place of agreeing with people or you might be moving from a place of disagreeing with people to actually thinking oh no let me let me hold these two uh opinions together and have my own you know something that I've talked about in other podcasts too and the last one that I've written down it's just the, this idea of dying to yourself over and over again. And what do I mean by that? You know, a lot of people that have been on this podcast, they will talk about the multiple lifetimes that they feel like they've had in this life. And I just want to say that that's a really natural feeling. You know, we are here to become all of the different versions of ourselves um, and really embody that. And that that means change. That means that we embody so many different elements of ourselves um, to get where we're going. And often along the way, we get cues or nudges or pushes or what feels like I'm getting, I've been thrown into a river and now I've just got to surrender to where I'm going. Um, but that's the kind, you know, you'll go through life and those things do happen. And it really, really comes back to, um, comes back to what it's asking you to to let go of or or change and change like I say is a form of death so within all of these these deaths obviously talking about existence there's personal there's social and there's societal and there's probably more than that but those three things I think are really important because when anything uh questions our existence it can feel really scary and for that reason, you know, um, social standing can be very, can be very difficult, but dying to yourself over and over again, what do I mean by this? It's that personal existence, it's your physical existence. So it might be that you have, um, you might hurt yourself and you can't actually function in the same way. Um, and you have to change your relationship with how you're moving or you, you know, the personal existence, it might be to do with your identity. So you might have identified as a um, creative fashion designer, and then you've gone through and gone, oh, actually, I'm not at that point anymore. And I'm okay to shed that layer and become something else. It might be that you have identified as being, if we go back to the Nicole Lepera book, you might have identified with being a caregiver or a people pleaser, and these fundamental aspects of yourself have to be shared in order for you to actually be able to move forward from an authentic place within you. Now, the reason why, the reason why that dying to yourself over and over again, why I wanted to bring that up is because death is a void. Change creates vo a void. It creates an unknown place. And sometimes change is 
fluid and you go straight into the next thing. And sometimes these more profound deaths, these existential things, they feel uncomfortable and they feel like a void. And honestly, when faced with this, we humans and many people, people generally, the, the tendency is to fill the void rather than sit with it. And what do I, what do I mean by that? So I might, if I lost one social group, um, and shed one social group I might just replace it with another immediately whereas if I sit with that and really think hmm, what do I want out of my social life and what does what am I nourished by socially and how can I nourish myself by having a nourishing social life that then gives me the 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 grounding to know how to move forward and what to look for in the next social interaction that I have. In another sense, death, sitting with that void, so whether it's personal, whether it's just lots of feeling and you're not sure how to, how to move through or whether it's just uncomfortable and it's quiet and you're not sure what's going to come in and what the future is going to hold, Actually, that moment of quiet is so powerful. And I just want to empower you to sit with it. To sit with the quiet, to allow yourself space. Because the more that you sit with that, the more that you really center into the foundations of who you are that are eternal, that will always be there. The world will always be there for you to go and interact with. And this is always here for you to interact with. In these particular moments, there's so much fertility in the quietude of your heart, your soul, your mind. And actually this is where we can go to renew our sense of self. So rather than filling the void, we sit with it to appreciate the power that we are. We, we can sit with it and appreciate that we know ourselves more and less each day and really understand that in order for us to transform fully, this is the actual shortcut. This is the shortcut to the best next version of what I really, really want in my life because that quiet allows you to fast track there. It really does. And I'm just gonna ask you to take a nice deep breath after that because when you ruminate in that, let's just ruminate for a moment on that. that quietude and the place where you go to within is only for you and nobody else can go there and 
that quietude and the messages that come through in those moments are clear they have clarity and they allow you to clear your path to moving forward in your life to embody your fullest potential to embody your fullest feeling of you in this moment today and that is so 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 powerful so powerful to sit with the discomfort is incredibly powerful incredibly powerful because ultimately you go through that and then the trickles of light actually start to start to uh, enter your heart and you realize what is next with that being said in your in that moment of quietude you are actually holding space for yourself that is a level of self-care that's a deep 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 level of self-care and you're holding space for yourself and for your future to arrive rather than knowing what is next the knowing is already there and sometimes the quietude allows it to just become clearer without all of the noise of doing and progressing and with that you know the it's really important to to let yourself know that you're safe in those places that you are and then it's natural it's a really natural process to sit with that and it might feel like you're in darkness and just think about looking up into the night sky the majority of it is dark matter and then there are flickers of light so really think sometimes it's becoming comfortable in those very fertile dark places to know that even when you feel like something is dying or you have an overwhelming feeling of things changing and it being too much to comprehend there are places within yourself that are ready they are ready and sometimes you just have to give them space and time and I just want to say if you are going through one of those death life death life cycles I'm right there with you and um, I will say that you know they are very 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 powerful very powerful and they are cyclical and it does understanding that pattern allows you to know that you are allows you to identify where you are in it as well without analyzing it but just appreciating it and honoring yourself and giving yourself the time gifting yourself the time so so important so that you can come out of that other side and feel oh yeah I have created full awareness around myself and this is exactly what I want to do next and this is the this is what I'm called to do next this is what is bursting out of me and I feel so much passion and alive alive energy and aliveness to do this you know like that's what these moments gift you they really really do and the they they the fruits that they offer are amazing and beautiful and the flowers of you know like 
all these metaphors i'm basically saying whatever it is that's that's going to be on the other side of that is there and waiting for you it's just that we have to feel what we need to feel and that's absolutely necessary so i really hope that this has helped anybody anywhere whoever is listening and I just want to say thank you so much for listening and this is the the book that I was recommending women who run with the wolves um, it also talks about the life death life cycle generally and um, that's in one of the chapters but it, it's an amazing book I will do a different episode on this because it deserves one um, so if you if you do have any questions or comments um please do leave it in the chat or you can dm me on instagram really happy to to respond and um i just wish you ease and love and even if you don't feel like you're going through a major death in your life like this is a time of reflection it's just a time to really reflect on what's worked for you what's worked and what you want to grow next and and sometimes it is just allowing yourself to tuck in and hibernate a little bit and take care of yourself, really take care of yourself for the next, well, for the foreseeable months over winter. Um, I know that in the UK, it's getting dark, it's getting colder, and um, it is important for your, for your nervous system to rejuvenate and recuperate and for us to move with the seasons in that way. So I'm sending you all of the love. Thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate your time. Beyond that, I just wish you the best day and, um, and just say thank you for being a feeling human because that is how we definitely heal this world. So I'm sending so much love, love to you. Thank you for you. Take care of you. I'll see you next time.